Hey, 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 thank you for joining in on the key conversation. It is your favorite host, Kwana. The conversation today may be a little heavy for some, but my guest and I feel like it's a necessary one to have. Suicide is our focus today. It is one of the leading causes of death in the United States. We rank number 23 in the world, and firearms is the most common method used in suicides, accounting for more than 50% of cases. Yolanda, thank you for agreeing to share the details of your journey with us today. Um, I know it took you a minute to get to this place to want to even talk about the details of this episode of your life. I really appreciate you choosing to share this story with us. I'm, I'm happy to share it to help a lot of people get through this. Thank you so much. I know this happened about a year and a half ago in January of 2022. Is that correct? Correct. Yeah, okay. You received a telephone call that caused a shift in your life. I know as a parent, we feel like we know our children. And I know, um, I'm sure you thought, you know, in a million years, you wouldn't get, you wouldn't have gotten this type of call. Can you walk us through that day? Uh, It was the early mornings of January 5th. I was getting ready for work. Normal day. Um, My middle son. Uh, at that time, he was 26 years old. He had just moved back home from Texas uh, with his kid's mother and his children. But he was dating another girl at this time that had been months since he had left Texas. Um, I didn't even know this young lady. I didn't know where she lived. I didn't. He lied to me about everything with her. But he, I gave him my car to get back and forth to work. And uh, we received a call from our oldest child uh, that the young lady, I think, reached out to him through Facebook and said that Jalen had been airlifted to uh, Oshner, uh due to a gunshot wound inflicted by himself. And <laughs> no one ever wants to get that call. Right. No one. Um, I didn't know what to do. I had never been in a situation like that. I always thought, you know, having three sons, you know, it's hard for black young men out here. And I thought I would be prepared, you know, uh, but I wasn't. Right. Especially when you're at a hospital and they close you in the little room Mm -hmm. and asking you these questions and not telling you anything. Right. But, um, and I'm sure you kind of thought you would be prepared for something else because like you said, as a black man in the world that we live in today, your expectation for harm being inflicted on them would be from someone else versus themselves. Exactly. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, my other two sons, they carried guilt because before he did that to himself, he texted and tried to call them. But who's up at three in the morning? Right. You know, mm-hmm. you're not working. Um, we didn't find out till about six thirty when I got up. Mm-hmm. Um, and when we got there, uh, I just told the lady, I was like, I don't want to ask any more questions. Just tell me if my son dead or alive at that point. And the doctor ended up calling in the room, the little room, and he explained to us what happened. He was in Arkansas with a young lady. Uh, this lady was abusing my son. 
I never thought I never would have thought that. Um, I witnessed it from him being in the hospital bed, and I'm seeing scratches all along his forehead, all on his arms, all on his chest. Um, then talking to his kid's mother, she said it. She witnessed that it was true. Uh, he would call her and tell her what he was going through. Um, that particular night, he took the gun and he told her, I'll just kill myself. They got, she would keep him up all times of the night and knew he had to be to work early in the morning. And Jalen is a very emotional person. And when he gets in these relationships with these young ladies, he tried to make every one of them to become his wife. And everybody's not meant to be a wife. Right, right. You know, they're not that, they're not that material. They, they just can't. They don't, they're not there yet. You know, they're young. Right. Um, and he said when he tucked the gun, she told him to do it. Oh, wow. So this is a, a new relationship that he's in, an abusive relationship. How long had he been in the relationship? Where did they meet? How how much did he know? I know you say you didn't know anything about her, but how much did he know about her? They weren't together long at all, maybe three months, four mm-hmm. months. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't know her. I didn't. They lied to me about where she was from. I'm thinking she was from Minden or somewhere close around here. Mm-hmm. She was all the way in Arkansas. Um, I did get to see her one time for Christmas, and her energy was just negative. I didn't even talk to her. Like I told my husband, I didn't want her back in my house. Oh wow. So you kind of um, felt she wasn't, she didn't have the right energy from the start. Correct. But I didn't know where she was from. She didn't tell me. Um, they were into it. They got into it here. She was texting somebody. And the only thing, um, I was like, you're you're here with the person that you want to be with, right? So why are you texting if it's not your parents or your siblings? Right, right. But she would do stuff like that to start off the fight. Mm-hmm. That's what I learned later, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, to make him jealous or to do certain things. But I found out so much. Um, But, you know, I never thought, and I think the thing that hurts me the most, that Jalen knew where he was going, whatever he was doing, it was harmful to, you know, for him, because in the end, I found out he shot himself with my gun. Oh, wow. Wow. Did you, did you not know that your gun was missing? No, I didn't. I had my husband bought me a new gun because that gun would always jam, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, so he bought me a new gun. So that particular gun, I had it pushed up under my bed in a case. Mm-hmm. Uh, you thinking you have grown kids, you know, who's going to go in your room and steal your gun, you know. And so I don't know if the, they told Billy that the first night or whatever, because he kept telling me to look for that gun. And I guess I didn't want to know at that time. Mm-hmm. Or, so, you know, that he took my gun. Let me ask you this. So you feel like he knew that he was in a harmful situation and that's why he took your gun? Yes. Okay. Do, how long have you been um, um, an owner of a firearm? Like how old were oh. they? I bought my first firearm when I was like, I 
working graveyard. So mm-hmm. I had to be like the age of 26. Mm-hmm. So he's been around firearms for quite some time. Correct. And he knows safety. Never touched them. Okay. Never. Okay. So that makes sense that you would say that because he made the decision to take it this time that he knew that he was in a harmful situation. Yes. Mm, okay. So then, and, um, go ahead. Um, no, go ahead. Um, it, I just feel that my son lived through this, but that people don't know how to react to parents that have children that have tried to commit suicide and live through it. Mm-hmm. We still mourn and we still grieve because even though they lived through this, they're still not our child that we gave birth to, you know? Right. So you feel it's like not this, the same child. Cha- oh, that's what exactly what I was about to ask you. What do you feel like is different? Well, let's go back and say um, you said he called your sons at 3 a.m. in the morning. Um, do you feel like other than that, those phone calls that were missed, that there were other signs that maybe you missed or that he would even want to harm himself? No. I just knew it was something that he was going through that is very private, you know, but he didn't come home. No, he came, I met home Thanksgiving. He didn't come home for Christmas. And that's weird. That that's he he's always around us, his family. Mm-hmm. And I called him on New Year's Eve. I, and he he said his phone wasn't working. And I asked him why, because I texted him. I called him first, and the phone just rang. Then I texted him, and he texted me from another number. Mm-hmm. And I said, "Why are you not using your phone?" And he was like, it's not working. And I'm like, why? And he never responded back to me. Oh, okay. Is it is there an age difference in, in he and, and the, the, the lady he was dating? They're the same age? Uh, no, she was like a year, maybe younger. Oh, okay, okay. And so you're saying you met her once, in the, you know, in a family event. How? So walk me through the process of when you got to the hospital. Like, what type of support did they give you as a parent? When did you find out that he survived the attempt? We stayed there. Uh, we went home. They said he was in surgery. And the doctors advised us to go home, you know, change your clothes, get yourself together, and come back. So we made it back. Um, because we live like 25, maybe probably 25 minutes from the hospital because I live in a rural area. And um, we went back and we stayed there all night. It was myself and my husband. We stayed there all night and um, we waited and waited and waited. Um, Then all the kids came, all his siblings or whatever. And... They finally, you know, told us that he was through surgery because they had to realign his mouth. Uh, he shattered some teeth. Bullet uh, went through his nose. That's hard. That has to be hard. That has to be hard. And I know it's an ongoing process, you know. 
to get to yeah, where you, you are today. Mm-hmm. You see a child and he's nothing like, you know, it was so bad mm-hmm. that when I saw him, it, he's an amazing kid because through all the bandages, he couldn't see, um, he could only hear us. He was reaching for us. Mm-hmm. And that was amazing to me, you know? He knew our voices. Right. And uh, he just wanted us to hold his hand. Right. And uh, I told him, I'm not leaving. I'm not leaving you, no matter what. Right. I'm here. Uh, oh, we had to they sedate them, you know, so he could rest. They just wanted him to, to hear that we were there. Mm-hmm. But when uh, I left, uh, I prayed at the door. And I just said, God, you gave it to for 26 years. If you ask, want him back home, I understand. It'll mm-hmm. hurt, but I understand. Because I didn't think he would make it through the night. Right. That's a hard prayer for a parent. And you have to be strong for your child. That's like your that's what you want to be strong for them, but at the same time, that's hard for you as a parent because you gave birth to him, you know, and to imagine that you may possibly lose him. That's a that's a powerful hard prayer to pray. So I commend you yeah. for that. Um, uh, so I just have to say this about Ashta. You know, I pass by the hospital all the time. Mm-hmm. I never thought or even I never thought I would be in that situation in Ashner dealing with that. But God put some amazing people there for me. People I never knew. Mm-hmm. Nurses that just pray with me. I met some wonderful people there. And I thank God for them, for the doctors. They got it, their hands to, to save my son. Yes. And still to this day, with us going back and forth to doctor's appointments, Mm-hmm. They were so good. Thank God for them. Yes. I mean, this is an ongoing thing. I mean, he has been through so many surgeries, and he'll never have the strength to be able to work the job that he did before this. Right, right. But he's here. How did it alter his life? So I know that you said, you know, he fractured his jaw and some teeth and, you know, his nose. So they had to redo all of that for him. Yes. The doctor that night told me, he said, uh, I did his jawline so perfect that it'll look like the day before this all happened. There's no way I believe that. Right, right. (laughs) Looking and seeing what I saw, you know, Mm -hmm. but he did Wow. If you see him, you would know that he been through what he been through because he looks the same. I know because I know my son. Right, right. Mm-hmm. But no one else would know. What? How is he mentally? He has his moments, um, but he's so much better, and I talk to him more. Mm-hmm. Um, I used to not talk to him and, you know, walk on eggshells when, before all this because I was like, he's so private, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
But now I just ask the hard questions and we talk about the hard things and he's more open. Right, right. And um, we, I let him know that I'm here. And we both have the serenity prayer locket. Mm-hmm. Because he told me, I read that to him all the time in the hospital, the prayer. And he told me when he was, you know, doing better, uh, that he wanted that locket. Right. So that's what we, in that prayer, helped me through this. Mm-hmm. And it bonded you guys to get a little closer. And I'm sure his brothers are much closer and, and his dad and all that that whole situation i'm sure brought you all closer together and i'm sure being in that situation it makes you pay more attention to certain things because you can't help but to mm-hmm. think you miss something you know i miss and and i felt you feel guilty and that that's the number one thing you know i can admit um i have control issues with my kids like I always feel like I can fix it. You know, they call mama. I can fix it. Mm-hmm. I couldn't fix this one. Right. Right. I had to let God fix it. And I just stood by. I I couldn't do this one. Well, I know no. that you said that he's much better. He's, you know, communicating much better. He has his moments and I'm sure he'll continue to have his moments. But what have what process have you gone through as a parent, you know, like I said, to get to where you are today? What support that you have? You had the staff to get you through those surgeries and, you know, um, to help you feel better as far as what happened, you know, physically, but mentally, how did you get to where you are to even be able to talk about it? And I could say it's still hard, you know, to talk about. It's still um an episode in your life to where it changed but you still are able to talk about it because I know I remember there was a moment that you didn't even want to talk about it and as a friend you kind of don't want to ask the wrong questions so from a parent's perspective what do you need from people first share with us the process that it took you to get to where you are today and then what do you feel like you need from people to help you continue to be in the place that you are today? It took me a extensive therapy. Mm-hmm. Um, I had, I just broke down and said, I need help, you know, and I need mental help, you know. Um, so I did therapy and it has brought me so far. It has helped me to get through a lot, to look at things and my life, you know, I've lost so many people. Um, I had abandonment issues. It's a lot of things I had to get over too. Mm-hmm. And it makes me communicate better to understand people better. Um, and the only thing I ask is that for people to understand, just to, you can talk to me, you can ask me questions, you know. I never knew as you being my friend of 27 years that you would be scared to ask me anything. Mm-hmm. I never knew that. Right. Well, it's we not, it's not that you're scared. It. It's not that you're scared to ask is that you don't want to, I, like I never wanted to take you back to that place because I know how painful it was, you know? So mm-hmm. I would just ask, you know, how is the progress going? How is he doing? But never want to, 
kind of, I guess, allow you to even go into details because I know if you cry, I'm going to cry. If you're hurting, you know what right. I mean? So it's kind of one of those right. things to where I want to, I want to be that place where you're smiling because you're already, you already have that place where you're crying. So I wouldn't say, you know, afraid to ask, but just not wanting to, you know, take you back to that place of pain. Yeah. Um, I thank God that he has given me the strength. Mm-hmm. I have always loved my God, but, <laughs> you know, I just don't understand people that don't believe in God. I just don't because mm-hmm. you have to believe in God. Like, it's no way the things that I went through that anybody really could have made it through that. Mm-hmm. Like, my son has been shot in the head. Like, a bullet came out of his nose, and, and, and on the third day, he's sitting up in the bed. And he's meant to be here. He was meant to be here. He is here for a reason. Hopefully, through this whole process, he finds his purpose, and he's able to realize that we want him here, you know, and that he's here for a reason. Right. And I told him, I said, son, you have a story to tell. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You have a story to tell because your story can help so many people. You know, you've you've experienced it. You've you've made it through. Mm-hmm. So you have a story. You're meant to be here. How does he feel about those words, though? Does he feel like that? Does he know? Yes, that? he told me. He said, "Mama, I never do that to myself again." He said, "I never. I never fall that deep mm-hmm. that I feel like that. That's the only result is for me to take myself out." It's not worth it because I said you want to be here because you fought mm-hmm. because you didn't have to fight. That's true. Yeah. How are his his I, kids? They are so beautiful, and uh, we took him to see the kids once he was able to travel mm-hmm. or whatever. Because the girls they kept asking what was wrong with him because for a while he couldn't talk mm-hmm. due to the trick in his neck and everything. Mm-hmm. So um, we would just say he's sick. You know, they're young. Right. Uh, but once he saw them, I could tell that was uplifting. And also, uh, his children's mom, she sent a teddy bear with their voices in it for him to have in the hospital. Oh, wow. So, that was sweet. And I have to commend her. She was, she was so wonderful. And thank you. You know who you are if you're listening to this. <laughs> That's so that is amazing. And I'm glad that the the kids are young. You know what I mean? Like they don't really know the details of it. So their um vision of their father is not blemished by it. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. That's amazing. Um what type of what what type of ongoing therapy is he having to go to go to now? Do you do you all do group therapy? Does he? No, does he, he goes to therapy on his. You know, his uh, he's in therapy. I'm in therapy uh, separately. Um, but in the end, I think that the family needs therapy. You know, because yes. I know my youngest son. You know, they were so they're so close, mm-hmm. and he was just like, "What if I would have just picked up the phone?" You know. Yeah. Yeah, that can be hard too. Like you said, you missed the call and then that happened and you can't help but to blame yourself. So are you planning to get him in therapy or even yes. do like family sessions? Okay. I think we should do family after 
you know, I think Jalen has went a little farther in his in own therapy then I want all his siblings and all of us to do family therapy because I really feel like we need it Mm -hmm. because it's a lot of things that his sisters and brothers don't understand. Right. Right. Absolutely. And I feel that they should know the story through him, not through me, for me. Mm -hmm. Yes. And like you said, he could, you never know if another one of your siblings, siblings is dealing with the same thing you were dealing with. So, um, Have you all had any contact with the girl or? Well, let me tell you about that. Um, when Jalen was in the hospital, just a uh, psychiatrist there, she did not want the young lady to call him or to communicate with him or to even come to the hospital to visit. Okay. Um, so she couldn't. So once we sent him to the rehabilitation center, um, well, before he was getting ready to leave, to go to the rehabilitation center, he asked to talk to her. I don't know why at that point, at that point, I didn't know what had happened, what was going on. We didn't know the full story anyway. So my husband took the phone and called. She didn't answer. She was in Texas with another guy. Oh, okay. So, (laughs) but you know, they say you better be careful of the things that you do and wish upon other people. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying it's because of what happened or what, but it's just fun. It's a, it's funny to me how things happen because my son was in a surgery on his stomach at this time. And we were, we were at the hospital all day. I had, I had to be there for six that morning. And at this time it was probably going in maybe noon. So, we walked downstairs at the hospital. And like I told you, I saw the young lady one time, you know. So I looked and I was like, that looks like her. But I, I just said, no, nah, I'm not going to say anything. So after that, we hear a loud scream, right? Mm-hmm. So we keep walking. My oldest son calls me. He was like, uh, later that day, he said, you know, um, that little, the girl's mom passed today. Oh, wow. And I said, you know what? That was her. Mm-hmm. So she was in the same hospital visiting her mom mm-hmm. where he was. And she, so she wasn't even calling to ask how he was doing or anything. She just. She would text my okay. phone. Okay. Uh, to, to see how he's doing or whatever, but. It wasn't sincere. I mean, you're just doing something because people were letting you have, she tried to put it on Facebook or something. And my son was like, people were going in on her, you know, on Facebook about not being there. What you doing? You know, different stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Well, okay. Oh, how, does, how does he feel about the, you know, the situation? Is he, is he okay with? Oh yeah. Because he found out when he was in rehab that, uh, she moved in the house with some guy. Oh. After mom passed, mm-hmm. she didn't have any work. She uh, didn't go stay with her dad. She ended up moving with some guy in the house, in the house with him. Mm-hmm. So I think that was a real motivation to say, you know what? <laughs> yeah. I didn't have to. I didn't have to say leave her alone. He did it on his own. He did it on his own, right? Sometimes silence, you know, and allowing them to figure things out for themselves is the best way. 
because it's lasting. And thank God that he's still here. Thank God that um, his attempt was unsuccessful. And I pray that he actually knows that he's here for a reason and that he finds out his purpose and he's able to mentor others and tell his story to help others. What words do you have to offer any parent out there that have gone through something like this? Um, what words of what words or advice do you have for them? Never make them feel like it's their fault. Never pass judgment. Talk to your children. Talk to your children. I can't express that anymore. Just you have to talk to your kids. They go through things just as we do, even though they're little little many us you feel like oh they're kids mm-hmm. they fine they're not worried about anything right they have their own problems just like we do and they can't handle it they don't have the mental to handle things that we can so just talk to them pay attention love on them love on them right and even though i mean i i guess forever we're always consider them our kids you know and but even though you know he was in his 20s he's he was an adult um and I think maintaining that relationship like you said talking to them and kind of being their outlet even into adulthood can help them through exactly. a lot mm-hmm. and not passing judgment I know they'll say things that we don't agree with but we like oh my geez like what why is he telling me this why is he telling me this but Go and cry about it later in your room or scream later behind their backs, but listen. Right, right. Be their friend. Mm-hmm. As far as that side, I mean, we're their parents all day, every day. Mm-hmm. But it comes a time you have to become their friend also, especially when they're becoming adults. Yes, absolutely. That's when you can transition, you know, into a friend. Yes. Mm-hmm, absolutely. Yes, they always, you know, demand that respect of a mother, of a parent, but... They need you as an adult. They really do, because this world is hard. It is. It's hard and hard. It's hard. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I don't want anyone to think that I'm blaming the young lady for what my son did, because he's the one that pulled the trigger. Right. I just, wanna, I just want to let her know, if you didn't want my son in that way, you should have let him come back home. Right. Let them go mm-hmm. and live your life. Mm-hmm. Do what you want to do. Yes. I mean, it sounds like she needs some therapy herself, right? You know, because when you encourage someone to harm themselves on top of what you're already doing harmful to them, like she she has some things that she needs to, you know, deal with herself as well, just as Jay has things that he needs to deal. He should have dealt with. Um, And now that you've had therapy and you know the benefits of therapy, he's he's getting what he needs. And I pray that she gets what she needs as well. Exactly. Mm-hmm. I do. I still pray for her. And I hope that, you know, she becomes better and she let go some demons because you never know what she's been through. Right. Absolutely. You know, we all have different different journeys that we've taken, you know, and that sometimes the actions that we take is in direct, you know, reflection of what, what we've gone through. So. Mm-hmm. Well, I know this 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 was hard for you, and I really do appreciate you coming on and and sharing this journey, this side of your um, life. I really do appreciate it, and thank all of you for joining in on the conversation today. My hope is that we've shared some useful information with you. If you are thinking of suicide or know anyone 
who may be thinking of suicide, help is available. 988 is the Suicide and Crisis Lifeline. They're open 24 hours. If you do have, if you do not have anyone that you feel comfortable enough going out to or talking to or reaching out to, please use that line. You can call to speak with someone directly or you can use the text option. My prayer is that we have made this conversation count today. And by now, you all know the importance of making all of your conversations count. As always, I'm sending positive energy out to everyone and wishing you have a blessed day.